Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Couture Soul Talk. This is Terkessa Lee, and um, I'm here with a very good friend of mine. Her name is Dana. Um, first, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to um, episode two. I know that it was very emotional, um, thought-provoking. Um, I got lots of uh, text messages and calls about how powerful it was. And I just want to say thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate Nisi coming on and just being so transparent and so honest about what her experience has been with pregnancy and infant loss. Um, today is going to be no different. We're, we're going to stick with the same topic. This is going to be part two of pregnancy and infant loss awareness. However, today we're going to talk about angel babies. And um, it is my hope that someone will be healed, that someone will feel less alone, um, that someone will be able to feel like somebody understands their grief and their sorrow. Um, I'm very grateful to have people in my life that trust me with their stories. Um, This is a new venture for me. So um, if I ask questions, if I say um, the incorrect thing, I trust you, Dana, to correct me on that. Um, and I will, you know, make the adjustments accordingly. So, um, saddle up guys. This is going to be another real one. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback about this as well. Um, one of the things I did neglect to do in the first episode was that I did not, um, give you guys who had experienced the same thing, a place to go if you still hadn't dealt with the grief. So I want to just take the time to mention the postpartum support international hotline okay and if you're still dealing with grief and loss due to infant loss um, you're going to call 1-800-944-4773 once again that's the postpartum support international line and they can give you a plug to um, support anywhere in the world okay 1-800-944-4773 Welcome back, friends, to Couture Soul Talk with Terkessa Lee. Um, This is going to be Season 1, Episode 3, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, um, Angel Babies. Today I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Dana Powell. Um, I've known Dana probably since middle school, um, and I just became aware of um, her having an angel baby um, through our friendship on Facebook. And um, I tend to follow those stories and um, just want to, you know, I just, I just, I follow those stories and, and I just always reach out to people who have stories like that. And um, today is no different. You know, it was a divine intervention, Dana. I just want to say thank you for coming. You're I want to so say welcome. thank you for trusting me with your story and knowing that I'm not going to do anything with it to hurt you or to further harm you. Um, thank you for allowing people to hear so that they can feel less alone and and just finally get to a place where maybe they're contemplating getting help and maybe your story will compel them to do so or get them to reach another place. So um, right now, um, Dana, I'm just going to allow you some space to just talk to me and walk me through your pregnancy. Wow. I appreciate you, um, Takesa, for just, you know, allowing me and thinking of me during this um, pregnancy, I'm sorry, pregnancy and loss um, awareness month. So um, June 22nd, 2011 
was a crazy day. <laughs> okay. Um, it started out just from the very beginning, from just waking up, going to work, feeling like I had carpal tunnel. Like, um, I do. A, I was doing case management, so I had to do my notes. Okay. And my wrists just felt like they were gonna just they like I couldn't type at all. Like they felt so heavy, like painted me so bad. Like, but and I, and the, the inner voice in my head was saying, "Go to the doctors." Go to the hospital, go get it checked out. But I had several um, visits to complete, so I'm like, you know, I can push through this thing. Went went on a couple visits. Went to visit my cousin because she we were going out to lunch. She had just had had her baby maybe um, a year ago, okay. so I was staying close to her. You know, and I spoke to her about you know what I was experiencing, and we just we got to talking. And time passed. We grabbed McDonald's. <laughs> I remember this so vividly. So we skipped the whole lunch. We just got to talking, and then by the time you got finished talking, you ain't having a lot of time, so you just went and got something quick. Yes. Okay. So I remember having a number one <laughs> Big Mac meal, huh. and I said to my cousin, like, ooh, this baby does not like McDonald's because I did not digest that at all. Wow. So, okay, that's midday. Um, I had a baby, sh- I'm, I'm sorry, a, a bridal shower to go to. I felt, already felt pains in my stomach. So now it's like 6 p.m. I'm at the bridal shower um, with my girlfriend. You know, I'm not feeling well. So I stayed for a little while and I went home and I was saying to her, oh my gosh, it feels like that McDonald's did something to me. Okay, so you feel <laughs> like you just got an upset stomach because you just ate something that didn't agree with you. Yes, I felt like. But it was beyond that. It felt like I had like food poisoning. Mm. It was it was terrible. I went and laid down. I remember being on the phone with another girlfriend of mine, and I just like I can't talk right now. Like I have to go to the restroom. Go to the restroom, you know, just like because the pains were so excruciating. I'm thinking I just had to like release this McDonald's. I'm sorry okay. to be so. <laughs> listen, girls, listen. It's my pocket. You had to poop. I had you to, thought you had to poop. I had to. I thought I had to poop, and I'm like, "Woo, this is gonna be a bad one." So I go in, but the pains were um, unbearable. I'm just sitting on the toilet, sitting on the toilet, and I I may have I was on the toilet. I was in the dark because I thought I was gonna go. And, you know, nothing happened, so I went back in my room. I um and I, at the time I was staying at, with my grandma. Okay. So she was in the house. So, you know, I got another sharp pain. It was like punching in like the um like maybe close to my back, my in my side. Wow. And I I'm still thinking I gotta poop. Uh I go and I go to the bathroom, I'm turning the light on, I'm just going to the bathroom, you know, I'm gonna get it done, wash my hands, I know what I, I know where everything is. It's going, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do and get out. I'm sitting there. And I'm like, no, something. I'm going to sit here till something comes out. Earl. So I felt a release from my, my uterus. Like, and I heard a splash in the toilet. Oh, my goodness. And then I heard another one. And at that moment... I blacked out for an hour and a half. Oh, wow, Dana. An hour. I blacked out. Like, my mind wouldn't even allow me to, my, my brain, my mind wouldn't allow me to deal with it. So, I just, it, it just took me out of here. I'm on the toilet. So, I only have on a t-shirt and just my underwear pulled down to my ankles. 
I go to get up to reach for the light and I feel a tug, a pulling from <laughs> my vagina. Wow. And I'm like, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. So, um, my grandma is down the hallway. Now, a low whisper, I say, Bobby. That's what I call my grandma. Okay. I'm like, Bobby. It's like 12 o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know how she heard me. She heard me and came. My 80-something-year-old my grandma came to the bathroom, turned the, the light on, and saw that I had delivered my my son in the toilet. Wow, Dana. Oh, wow. I can't even describe what I felt at that moment. And and I, I believe that I knew it when I blacked out. I just didn't want to deal with it. Okay. And, but I really didn't want to deal. I didn't want to believe it at all. I'm like, no, this can't be happening. Just hoping that it just... Hoping like, nah, <laughs> that's not it. Yeah, I don't know what could have felt maybe because I had experienced um, some bleeding um, prior to okay. um, this happening. But I went to the hospital a couple times and I, um, nothing, the baby was fine. Okay. They did an ultrasound. They kept me there. Everything was good. They never... How know, far she, along were you? I was 17 weeks. Okay. So, um, I guess he was a fetus because he had all of his limbs. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going ahead. So, okay, now my grandma rushes to get the phone to call, to call my mother and my mom tells her to call the, call the ambulance, call the paramedics. That was a whole circus. Oh, wow. Because I'm in the upstairs bathroom no clothes on um the umbilical cord hanging from me and my son is in the toilet i remember three to four um people coming up and everyone wants me to stand up so they can see so um i i don't remember whether it was a female or a male um who cut you know the cord and I was able to get up pull up my underwear and go put some clothes on they removed the fetus from the toilet and I was able to walk down the steps and they took me to the hospital because they had to perform a DNC uh, um, is it hard for you to say baby instead of saying fetus no my baby was in the toilet I delivered my son in my grandmother's toilet and we went to the hospital um my mom and my grandma were they followed the the paramedics and i just remember it being a bumpy ride i didn't even know where we were going i mean i know that we had to go to galloway but i just was like i just out of it out of it i uh, in disbelief got there um i know several people in the room they um they were checking to see um they were checking the sex and they were checking to see trying to find out what happened okay so the the pain that i was experiencing i was in labor huh. <laughs> i was in labor i was in labor all day and didn't know and did not know but it wasn't like when i the previous um the times before that i went to the hospital because you know i had um i started bleeding or anything like that um 
I just thought, you know, those are just typical pregnancy signs. I didn't okay. know. Um, so we got to the house. Um, fast forward, we, we got to the hospital. They did everything in a room. I'm laying in the bed. Um, my mom and my grandmama asking several questions. Um, I was just still stuck. I was still stuck. Oh wow! I was just stuck. Just I didn't in know. Shock. Just in shock. Okay. I didn't know what to do. I was still in disbelief. I um, didn't want to deal with it. Um, at that time, my son's father, um, he was upset with me. He felt like I did something to cause this. Oh wow! So he refused to come to the hospital. Were you guys rocky at that time? Were there some things going on, or we had um, during my pregnancy? Yes, we had a rocky relationship. Okay, but um, he uh, he he has a daughter, so he this is his the boy that he wanted. Okay, so we so um, when he found out because I didn't know till that day till we got to the hospital that he was a boy. Mm. So he was like he just he just refused to come. He just started blaming, placing blame. Okay. Um, then, the, then the nurse is hitting me with me with so many things They're hitting me with like, so how do you want to deal with this? You want to plan a funeral? You want to, uh, you're going to oh, need wow. to go pick out a casket. Then you're going to have to get clothes. Like they're hitting me instantly. Oof. This is before I even had a DNC. Like wow. the doctor hadn't even gotten there wow. um, to perform my DNC. And they're hitting me with all this. Just mechanical, like, yes. just, no, just, just like, this is what we do. Like, like, like this is just business as usual. Yes. You know, we do this on a regular. Um, let's get this done so we can get it moving. Um, I don't remember what my mom and my grandma was doing, but I just was like, I can't, I can't do this. They're trying to have me sign different things. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to need you to do, what do you usually do? If we don't decide to have a funeral, if I don't decide to have a funeral for my son, because now my son, they cleaned him off. He's wrapped up. And um, right next to me, oh wow, on the other side of my bed. So I refuse to even look at him. I refuse to hold him because, um, as I was saying before, he I kept saying he was a fetus. He he was a baby. Wow. He was developed. Um, and and I and I know this because later I I saw the pictures. And it was so heartbreaking. Did you ever hold him at all? No. No? I never held my baby. I didn't have a chance to bury my baby. I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Um, and I stayed in the room maybe for eight hours with him. Okay. But I just could not. I, I, I At one point, I um, got, when everyone left me alone, I got up and pulled back the blanket to peek at him. Okay. But I just couldn't do it. I I just Wow, Dana. Because it's my greatest fear because before that I was you know, I had to like little pregnancy manual. I'm reading about the weeks and you yeah. know, you're in that, that air you know, that time where you can have you can miscarry or something can happen to the baby. So I'm like, I knew it. I knew this was gonna happen. It was too good to be good too good to be true. Wow. I knew this and I'm like I started blank blaming myself. Okay. Like that for having those thoughts. So, um, after, like, they kicked me out of the hospital. No, I'm sorry. So, after the D, I had a DNC now. This is, like, 
Um, close to changing shifts. Okay. So this is like six a.m. Um, I have the DNC. The doctor seemed a bit bothered because he was, you know, waking from his sleep. Like he was, he. And I'm not. I'm not going to name names, but he okay. just seemed rude to me. Okay. Like you was an inco- like your situation was an inconvenience to to what he had going. Exactly. On. Wow. Yes. So this is like I'm feeling all of this. Um, I'm I'm internalizing all of this, and he um. And then so they placed me in a recovery room. And I remember waking up and hearing, y'all, did you hear about the nurses changing shifts, telling my story? Did you hear about that lady that had the baby in the toilet? Oh, my They're God. talking about me. They had me in the Like you're not even like you're like not I'm even not there. there. And they had me in a room where other women are going into labor. Ugh. So can you imagine Ugh. what I was going through? Like I, I started like I woke up and started screaming. I'm like, I, I thought I was screaming. I'm like, n- n- trying to scream out, nurse. Okay. And and like I'm not like nothing's coming out wow. until I like I had to start making noises for my nurse to come in. And I had to share with her. They're telling my they're talking about me right here. Wow. Like 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 it's a, like it's a joke. Like it's something funny. Like this is not real. This is like this was a human being. Wow. My son died in a toilet and I could have done something. I could have, if I would have recognized those signs, maybe I could have saved his life. Do you feel guilty about that? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. So for a long time, then with the father placing, right. you know, placing blame on me, I was, it was, it was, it was a terrible experience I just I don't even know how to explain it it was just um it was very hard to go through wow did you have a funeral no you didn't have a funeral so I don't know so to this day I don't know how they disposed of my son's body oh wow Dana and I and I beat myself up um about that for several years okay several years but then I had to realize like I didn't have nothing my mom and my grandma was there for support but I didn't I, I needed I needed dad there to help make the, okay. that decision with me and it just wasn't and yeah. he wasn't and you know he called the room hours later and asked was his son there and I'm like yes he's right here and are you going to come up no he went to work that day he called me from his job, and he didn't want to deal with it, so I'm just going to go to work. And it was just a wow. So do you, did you internalize that as he didn't care? Yes. Do you still feel that way now? No. What are your feelings about it now, like, as far as how he reacted to it? What do you, what do you think was the, the real catalyst for how he, how, he, how he dealt in that moment? I felt like... Um, he really wanted his son and he didn't know how to um, deal with it such as I and he you know the first thing to do was to blame me okay. I it was easier him. it was easier it's for easier him easier that way um, I was the one carrying him you know I was supposed to protect him because I carried him and like you said it was much easier for him to blame me okay um and after that, so I, so after maybe like eight hours, they said, okay, we, we have to kick you out. You have to leave. 
And I'm like, I can't just rest. I just can't just stay here with my son just for overnight. Like, I have insurance. Can I just stay here? I need this time. Like, I'm not ready to go back to that house to deal, you know, deal with the questions, to deal with the world, to deal with myself, yeah. to deal with him, to deal with anyone. And they're like, I'm sorry, but we need this room. Oh, gosh. We need this room. That's what they said. After all that I went to went through, I we need this room. So, um... I didn't return back to my grandmom's house for several weeks, maybe a month. Okay. Because I couldn't go, because the room that I stayed in was across from that bathroom. Okay. Where my son died. So, it it was just... It was an it was it was an experience. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm just thinking back on that on, on that time, and then and I blamed myself and I shut myself off from my friends, um, from my family okay. because I just felt like you would never understand my friends that had children. Um, was that I'm sure that was hard for you as well. It was well. very hard. It was hard for me, me me to even be around the cousin that I mentioned who had at that time a one year old. Like I didn't want to be around her. Um at that time I just, you know, went into my own deep depression. Okay. So How long um, did the depression have a hold of you? A few years. Wow. Because now I had to go back to work. There and and we're in like cubicles, so we're close together. Okay. And they're talking about their children. They're talking about their families. They're talking about my coworkers, are um you know they just constantly talking about their children. Yeah. And I have my headphones on and I'm trying to work and I'm just constantly listening to um Donnie McClurkin, McClurkin, and Kirk Franklin, and like. I just felt like I was going to go postal in that place. Okay. I felt like um, I just wanted to um, blow the building up. <laughs> That's why I blow the building up. I just want to blow the building fuck up everybody. with the people in it. Just fuck everybody. Because y'all know what I just went through. And y'all just continue to sit here and want to keep talking. Like, I felt like, yeah, yeah y'all don't y'all don't see what I'm going through. Right. Like, um, and I had to talk to my supervisor, who's at LCSW, a few times. And, you know, I thought that was going to help, and it didn't. Okay. And um, I went into my own little shell, and I just went into this dark little, this dark place, secluding myself from the outside world. Wow. So I guess it's safe to say that you and the dad kind of went your separate ways after that? After you... that, no, no. We didn't. Okay. After, you know, me hearing his story and him... um apologizing this may have been like a month later you know we we still tried we tried to you know have another baby okay um we got back together we were um scheduled to get married and i just i thought i had forgave him okay but i didn't isn't it funny how you just think sometimes that you there's certain things that you experience with a person are dead, but they're really asleep, and then they'll do something that triggers yes the anger, and it brings it all back to the surface again. Yes, clearly. Wow. It was clear, and um, I just couldn't. 
um, I couldn't deal with him either. So he had to be cut off as well. Wow. Um, it wasn't until, like, I um, got deep into my faith and just every moment just listening to different, you know, gospel songs and still not, you know, talking to someone because I still have these feelings trapped inside of me. Okay. So I'm still dealing with this. It's what I'm, you know, I'm listening to and I'm crying every minute of the day, oh all the time. I'm crying. How draining is that? It was. I mean, it was. That just the... And I, people will say, like, your crying is a release. But when you are depressed yes. and you cry, it is draining. When I say every tear, it's almost like a little bit of, a little piece of you dies. And it's just it's just crazy. And, and that's just from my own experience with this depression. I could never compare it to what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. But I just know that, you know, when you're just in that dark place, you know, the tears aren't a release. It's just, it's just sucks the life out of you at some point. Right. And I felt like it. And when I, when I, I thought I was like, you know, it's okay to cry. It's all right. It's okay to cry. But then I started feeling like you were just saying like, um, oh my, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of crying. crying. Like, oh, Why? like, uh, like, it's like, it could be me stepping on the ant. You know, oh my God, I kill a spider. I start crying. And then I start, it takes me back to, yeah. you know, the very Everything's beginning. a trigger. Everything's a yes. trigger. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it was, it was so draining. It was so draining, my dad. And then now at this time, my dad's like, then you need to talk to someone. You need to talk to someone. Okay. So, um, my healing started when my dad made that statement to me. He made it several times to me. And, um, I went on to like, take the first step to contact somebody. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to be back in a couple of minutes and pick up and see, you know, the, the upside after this um, tragedy. Um, Dana, I really appreciate you. I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate you. That you eat. Oh man. This is awesome what you, you're doing. You have, you have, <laughs> you have just, when I say I am, I, I've just learned so much just listening to you and just, and just hearing your story. Oh man. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back guys. Okay. All I can say Dana is wow. Wow is just a word that just comes. And my wow might be different than people who are listening their wow. I'm going to tell you my wow. Um, You and I have several friends in common. Um, Yes. We've been in spaces together. Yes. We've had cocktails together. Um, You've watched my, you've watched my children. Yes. Um, and it's really weird because I don't know if you knew that when that time that you did keep them, they had never been out of my reach ever. Wow. And the, yeah, they had never, they had never and they been, spent the night. they had never, they had never <laughs> been able to spend the night with anyone ever that wasn't in the bloodline that I strictly trusted. Wow. And that when I let them stay with you that time, it, there was something about you that I trusted. Um, I, appreciate that. I knew that they would be okay. I knew that they would be loved. 
I knew that they would be safe and that they would have a good time. Um, so, in that, and in those times, I never knew your story. Nope. And if there's ever, I often hear the expression, um, I don't look like what I've been through. You are the fucking poster child for that expression. Um, you should have saw me back then. I know, I know, I know. But like we've 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 shared we've shared spaces. Um, we we've shared we we've been out places. We've had cocktails. We've I've partied and hung out with your mom and your aunt and your cousins, and we've been in spaces, Dana. Yes. And 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 to hear what your excuse me experience has been i go back to those times where we laughed and we joked and we cooked out and we ate and we celebrated and that i couldn't look in your eyes and see your loss and i swear that ain't nothing but the lord nothing that ain't nothing but the lord only god oh god Hey, don't get me on here. You know, I get to shout on this. I turn this into a Christian. I turn this into a Holy Ghost podcast in this joint. That's what it was. Listen, but I I am just in awe. And I hate the whole strong black woman thing. It really just gets on my nerves. Um, But let me say to you, friend, I am in awe of your strength. I am in awe of your resilience. And I am in awe of your ability to still be happy. <laughs> I am like I just <laughs> I, I thank know you. It's just I un- appreciate it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I know it's uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I am I am It took it took it took some time. I know. <laughs> it took some time, like I said. I went into my own little corner, my own little space. And only like my mom, yeah, and maybe you know my cousin that's close who had to come and check on me, right? You know who I'm not gonna say pushed her daughter, who's like my she's my cousin, but she's my niece, she's my 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 baby. Who I had to, like my little cousin helps me. You need she it. She was a part you, of that you support. Need, you need it. You need it. To be able to mother someone, someone, to, and to, yes. to 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 fill that space for you, I get it. And I she get gave it. Gave it to me. She gave me the opportunity. How about I respect her? Yes. Because that's not an easy thing for some people to do. I've encountered people who are so, um, so insecure about their positions in their children's lives that they get nervous the moment that their kid gives their love to someone else. So how about I respect your cousin? For just allowing her baby to be a refuge for you, a comfort for you. She was. I I just yo. I I dig that. That that, and that, that is love. That is love. Yes. So tell me, Dad tells you you need to go get help. That's an aha moment for you. Yes. Tell me where we are now. So okay. So Dad says I need to get help. I, after him saying this a couple, a few times, you know, I made the call, found someone in um, LCSW in the area in Northfield. Okay. Um, I can't recall her name. I know the office is on Route 9. Okay. Um, when I first started going, 
I felt comfortable okay. to share my story, and she took me back for, to the beginning of my relationship with dad. Okay. So she was pulling dad, out your everything. Your biological dad or I'm the sorry, baby's dad? I'm sorry, with my baby daddy. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's my pockets. We can say baby daddy. With my baby daddy. With my baby daddy. Okay. So, um, and then, you know, when I'm getting all into it and I'm not even, you know, she doesn't have a notebook in front of her. I'm feeling comfortable. She's like, okay, time's up. Ooh. What's up? Hold on. I didn't even get to the nitty gritty. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm kind of like, uh, see, this is why I want to do this. Because she cut me off. Gotcha. So you felt like even though you were able to share some minuscule parts, that because there was a time constraint, you really weren't being heard. Exactly. Got it. Got it. So we re- we scheduled for next week. I'm into my story. Again. Okay. So what day next week would you like to schedule? I think I went to her um, one last time. Okay. And that was it. Because I'm like, yo, I'm not being heard. She's not not getting what I need to get out. She's not understanding what I need. Okay, I'm done with this. Okay. So, um, I'm back to being at home. You know, back to doing what I do. Listening to my gospel music on on top of me. Being a, a, a social worker, case manager. Going to other people's houses. Helping them where I couldn't even help myself. Hey, isn't that what the fuck we do? Isn't that shit crazy? <laughs> How we spend our whole lives filling everybody else's cup when our shit's empty. Yes. I've just gotten to a place then where I stopped doing that. And that's why I'm able you to have just, to. Just no. 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 I don't have no explanation. I don't have no reasoning. The answer is Plain. no. That's right. No. Got it. I don't have it so for you, you. So you working on everybody else's stuff while your things are being neglected. Yes. And I had one coworker where, you know, she just noticed me. She know, she knew what I went through and she just noticed me just depleting. Okay. <laughs> in front of her. In front of everyone. And no one else. Everyone else is, you know, just concerned about their own lives. Not even caring. Wow. And, you know... I just started sharing my story with her and crying with her and okay. just, you know, um, releasing everything that I had inside of me with her. Then, um, I can't remember who told me about this, um, pregnancy, um, pregnancy loss or, uh, I forget the, the correct title, um, this support group okay. through Atlanta Care okay. at the Life Center. All right. So my one friend, um, you know, she encouraged me to go. And I was like, uh, I'm not really with this group thing, this group sharing. Yeah. I went, I sat down. And when these women, these women are amazing. They were wow. amazing because I'm just sitting here hearing their stories and I'm bawling. Uh, I'm like, oh my God, someone, someone understands it's me. It's not just me. It's, it's not, not just me. me. Oh my God. And these women... I mean, they were so resilient because they were just like, some of them continue to push through that miscarriage or that law, that child, them, you know, losing that child, one child, and then trying again and losing another and losing another. I said, oh, no, I could never go through that again. Okay. I was scared. So I'm scared. No, I you, had to share with were, them. You I were had, traumatized I as was, fuck. I was 
T-A-F. That's T-A-F. We need a t-shirt. I mean, how about I got to connect? We can do it. Let's do it. But listen. That's exactly what I want. Let's not minimize that. It's Listen, that trauma, that experience for you was real. Girl. That thing was real, Dana. Yeah. That thing was real. I can't even, you know, tell the story where you you would be, you could see yourself in that room, in my bathroom. Listen, I couldn't even imagine, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm sitting here now, like, I my, my voice ain't quivering, quivering, but I done had tears in my eyes the whole time you've been talking, you know. Just, I don't want to say a phenomenal story. I don't even know how to explain <laughs> the pleasant. The I guess I'm just I'm just in awe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I don't even know how to even put it into words. I am in awe of the spirit of you. I am in awe of um, the calmness of you. I'm in awe. That I've been in spaces with you since this has happened and never knew it. And you were still able to smile and allow yourself a space to still have a good time. And it's just, God bless you. And, 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 I, and, I, and I just really have such a huge level of respect for you and who you are as a human. And my love is easy, Dana. I'll tell you, I'll be honest. My love is easy. I'll love a cockroach as long as it's not my house. Right. I will. (laughs) I like that. But my respect is earned. Mm -hmm. And ma'am, you have my respect. Thank you. You have my respect. Thank you, friend. There there is such a a grace that you carry with you in telling your story that I admire. Um, I'm just... I'm overwhelmed with like all these feelings. I don't even know where where to go with it, but I'm just in awe of how you have just been able to be resilient. I don't know that I would have survived it the same. But then I've had some traumatic experience that you that I would share with you that you probably oh, I don't know that you didn't know if you would survive my traumatic experiences the same. And you know what, Sakessa? There have been some, when I say dark times, it was times when I wanted to not be here anymore. Why, why take my son? Right. Why my son, Lord? I'm, I, I've cared for several family members, children. I am, I'm a godmother to everyone in Atlanta County. Damn near. <laughs> like, I have more God kids. My mom's like, don't take on. Don't take no more. No more. That's you know, you can't count them. Like I and I just say yes because I just love children. You know, I work in this school where I just like love up on my children where I got I understand that. (laughs) Like I I just couldn't understand them just like I just didn't wanna be here anymore. Like I just I d I didn't understand and for a minute I was angry at God. Okay. Like my mom had to know you're going to church because I'm like, nah, I'm not beat. Now, why would he do that to me? He knew I prayed and wished and prayed. Like, and it was like, like, I'm in my, I'm in like early 30s. Like, I only got a couple more years, yeah. a couple more you feel, you feel the pressure of the window closing. Yes. And it's just like, God, come on now. Why me? And then a friend had to say to me, this was powerful. Why not you? Wow. 
and it had and I was stuck for a second. I was like, first I was like, Code Attitude, like why not what me? You, what, what you mean? mean? What you mean? But I had to, and, and then he, and it was a male, and he explained what he meant, and I can't go into detail. <laughs> but he was like, you know what? You know, I could say it about losing my mother, and I can, you know, other people yeah. can say this about their, you know, traumatic situations. Yeah, insert insert trauma here. Yes, well, you know, gotcha. and, and from that moment, I, you know, and that stuck with me. Why not you? Okay, and I share, I share that with him to this day um like that might have been a breakthrough for me that conversation on my okay. couch that was a breakthrough conversation for you yes Got it. i felt like that was and then so now i'm on facebook and there's so many support groups on facebook there's places facebook. where you can connect with be with other people yeah, so now I'm able to say my son's name because I did give him a name. So okay. I'm posting his name and I'm making teddy bears and I okay. go to build a bear and I make a teddy bear with his name on it. And okay. he was my angel baby. His name is Caleb Bryan. Okay. That is my son. Um, Hold on, let's stop. Let's not <laughs> glaze over him. No, I'm going into something let's, like this. Caleb, I just, I just want to be able to. Oh, let's. I, okay. I, I, want, I want to show my respect. For your son, for your angel baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I missed yeah. uh, it. It ain't about you. you ain't about you. you let's, gla- let's, let's not glaze over him. Let's not glaze let's, over him. Let's, <laughs> let's not glaze over your baby. My angel baby is Caleb Brian Jones. Caleb Brian Jones. And I just want to be able to say your baby's name. We honor you. And we love you. Yes. And we appreciate the blessings that have come in your name. Yes. Caleb Brian Jones. Jones. Just want to give him a second just to just Ooh. so that name can just resonate. We we honor. We honor him. We honor him. Thank you. We give respect to Caleb and all the people that he will heal. How he gave you a new understanding about the preciousness and the 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 impact of life and death. Yes. We honor we, we honor Caleb. We honor Brian Caleb Jones. Jones. We honor him. And I just didn't wanna I didn't want to glaze over his name and just kinda go into the next thing. I wanted to stop and just give your baby some space. I appreciate you for sharing him with me. You're so welcome. I, I appreciate you giving me this platform to tell my story. Where others can feel like they have support and they're not alone in this situation. Because it's going to be dark and dark and cloudy days. Yeah, amen. <laughs> there are many, and I think about him every day. Amen. So how? So, so let's fast forward a little bit, Dana. How are you now? At what? How old are you now? I am. 44. 40, I knew you was 44 because we were the same age. And <laughs> I will be in, in 44 and in seven days I will be 45. Where, where are you now in, in reference to... Because you know something I noticed, Dana, and I'm going to bring this up. I saw a post from you about rainbow babies and I didn't understand because I was like, did she have another baby? Did she not have another baby? Um, and I don't know if it was lost in translation, the meaning of rainbow babies and the difference between rainbow babies and angel babies. And I had to call some people and really ask because I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. you know, that we, the, the, 
the the process or the thought process that I received from researching before you got here is that um, rainbow babies are the spiritual cousins of angel babies. Oh, okay. Yes. It is a loss in translation because I thought they were all rainbow no. angels. <laughs> so listen, because I didn't, I, I never knew what a rainbow baby was. And like when I saw Nisi posted, I was just like, you know what is that? Like, so I go and I just, I'm such a freaking nerd. No. So I'm going, I'm, I'm looking That's awesome. and I see that. And then when I saw you post the same thing, I was confused. And then I had to go look and dig some more. And then I found some things that said that the, 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 the train of thought is that, you know, rainbow our rainbow babies, which are the babies that are born after someone has lost a baby, oh, okay. are the spiritual cousins of the angels that we have lost. Okay, so no, I have an angel. So you baby. have an angel baby. Yes, I have an angel baby. I have an... no, no more, less important, still important. Right. Different category, and that the rainbow children of, and 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 I and I almost am appreciating where I'm going with this, that. The other women who have lost babies and had babies are your spiritual sisters. Yes. And that their rainbow babies are the cousins of your angels. Yes. Because my spiritual sisters, my sisters um, that um, I met through my support groups um, and on Facebook, through my support groups, through Atlanta Care, um, they were awesome. They rock. Wow. They, like, um, me going through my first Christmas and, you know, people like, baby's first Christmas and all this other stuff. Someone made me, um, one of um, the women that was in my support support group, she made me all this stuff in remembrance of Caleb. And it was just awesome. She just was like, I have something for you. And she presented me with this gift basket. And I was just like, wow, like I, you know, I love you. I appreciate you so much for thinking of me. Absolutely. Because you went through your own loss. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I just laughed because I told you I was, we were talking, we were talking when we were getting ready to eat dinner that when I was trying to work up the nerve to call you, uh, when I finally punched your name in to my phone, the last message I had to you was happy mother's day. Yes. And, um, it's funny, God sends us the most peculiar lessons from the most unlikely sources. Um, Nicole Lyles Belton, um, Dr. Dr. Nick, Dr. NYC, um, for people who want to look her up and find her on Facebook, um, has a phenomenal platform. Um, one day, so I feel so stinking bad now and I'm just going to come clean. Okay. okay Dana. I absolutely hate Mother's Day. Okay. I absolutely hate it. Um, I married with the hopes of being married forever. Yes. I married with the hopes of um, having this quote-unquote American dream. Um, I am the product of, you know, an affair. So I never had a father figure, period, because there wasn't any DNA then. Yes. You know, that's neither here nor there. But just breaking up with my ex-husband and him being an absent parent, the impacts of motherhood have been very harsh for me. Yes. Trying to provide, um, trying to, um, trying to, to do everything, be everything, 
having to have feminine energy and masculine energy. Yes. Being frustrated with my masculine energy. Like this is like really things that when I listen to your story are not as bad as I would make them seem. But they're reality for me. Yes. So like so like Mother's Day, like it's just hard for me. Cause it's a very hard job and it's a job I never set up to do, you know, on my own by myself. And I just feel like <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, one day on Mother's Day, I was I making my business on, on Mother's Day. I do not post Mother's Day posts. Okay. I don't. I do not answer my phone on Mother's Day. Oh. Um I may say thank you, same to you, or I'll copy their message and send it back to them. So it doesn't require me to really be in an emotional space about it. And it's not anything to do with me loving my children. I love my children. I understand. Motherhood is just very hard. Yes. Um, it's very expensive. Um, it requires sacrifice. And even after doing all those things, shit can still go wrong. Yes. So it's, just a, it's a tremendous, heavy thing. And um, I don't know, but somebody shared... Nicole Lyles Belton's posts. And there is something about this girl's posts that brought me to my knees. Okay. And um, it was just more or less saying, like, this day is not a good day for me. But I survived it. Yes. And that after numerous in vitro fertilization treatments, multiple miscarriages... I want you women to know that you are not lost and that you are not forgotten. Yes. And when I tell you, and like, I know Nicole. We went to high school together. We went to college together. I've never been friends with her. We just have two separate lifestyles and ways of Shared existing. spaces. Yeah. <laughs> but when I tell you, um, it is the one thing from her, Dana that stopped me and put me in a place of gratitude. And I just, I refuse to be her friend on Facebook because I don't want to be her friend in real life. And, but every Mother's Day, I go to her page and I read what her experience is. And it was weird because me and her brother ended up being very close. We ended up working in the same district. Mm-hmm. And I'm very close with his wife, who's her sister-in-law. And we ended up being in a shared space last summer. Mm-hmm. And God told me, go ahead, tell her. And I'd be so annoyed with God, because he always be doing some shit. Like, sit down, Jesus, and just yeah. let, like, let me just be, let me just. Like, I don't want to hear you right now. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like talking no. to her. I was okay Say with the no. I was okay with the little head nod, and like, let me just keep it the hell moving. So all the kids are outside at the pool. It's her sister-in-law's daughter's trunk party for college. Okay. And um, because her sister-in-law is my line sister, and her um, brother, him and I, were really good friends as coworkers, they invite me, so I'm there. And God says, tell her. And I'm annoyed, because I don't want to tell her shit. Right. Even though I admire her, even though I respect her courage, even though I think that what she has to say is so authentic and genuine. Yes. I struggled to tell her that I respected it. And I just got over myself. 
And I just said to her, hey, Nicole, I've never said anything to you, but every Mother's Day I go to your post. Wow. And I read what you have to say. And I really appreciate the transparency Mm -hmm. and the honesty. And I wish you well. Wow. And um, God said to me, that was free. Yes. That was free. It didn't cost you anything to give her that. And while I'm taking my motherhood for granted and being disgruntled about the responsibilities and the weight of it and the duties, there are people that are on their knees every night wishing they had one half of what you have. Yes. Ooh, that was deep. Yeah. That shit's real. It's real. It's real. Where are you now, Dana? Are you, are you, are you, is there a piece of your life that's missing or have you made peace with not having a baby at this juncture in your life? I have made peace with not having, not birthing a child. Okay. Because I have several babies and um, one of my babies had to tell me that I've raised, you know, other people's children, like had them in my house, had to do different, like living with me. Wow. I raised my nephew for his entire life. Um, I'm still raising him now at 22. Okay. My nephew did an amazing thing um, that had me bawling. Wow. <laughs> he recently just had his first child, which is a boy, and he came to me and said, I'm Day. I want to name him Caleb. I am so sick of you right now. I can't cry no more today, girl. I can't. I can't. Oh, wow. How was that for you, Dana? I was born. <laughs> um, and my Caleb. And so my mom was just ecstatic. So, you know, we, we, we always go to the Bible for things. And my mom asked, you know, instead of, because my Caleb is spelled with a K. Okay. So I asked my nephew, can we spell him with the C? To make it biblical. Make make it bi- biblical, like the a mighty warrior Caleb, Caleb in the Bible. So, and not, that's not to say that my son wasn't. I just wanted yeah. a different spelling. Yeah, no, it's okay. So my Caleb was born August 3rd, 2020, and he is, he is, I don't even know how to describe him. He's such a blessing. Amen. He is such a blessing. And with my 22-year-old still living with me and with COVID and with the heat this past summer. Wow. I'm like, can y'all just come? Can y'all come back to my house? Like, <laughs> the baby can't go to mom's house because yes, three people and yeah. we need to have him close to us. Amen. So I've been blessed to have Caleb. Um for the last two months. So he's um, been a rainbow for you. He is my rainbow baby. Can we give a toast to, to, to new Caleb? To new Caleb. Amen. He's not Caleb Bryan. He's Caleb Tyree. Caleb. Powell. Let's <laughs> let's let's get let's let's give space for Caleb. Yes. Tyree. Powell. And I just left him before coming Amen. over here. <laughs> let's give space for Caleb Tyree Powell. And all the spaces that he will fill for you. And all of the blessings and the love 
that he will replenish for anything that you are lacking and that you were lost of, Dana. Yes, ma'am. Amen. We're going to go ahead and end here. Dana, I thank you so much. You are so welcome. This, this was much, much more better, much better than what I ever could imagine it have been. Um, I hope that people were blessed from your story. Um, I hope that they find it in them to 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 push on another day yes um and if you guys are still struggling with your loss um i want to just remind you that we have the postpartum support international hotline okay um it's at postpartum.net um they have a support map there for any any state in the country um if you want to call and get help you can call 1-800-944- Four seven seven three. Once again, that's the postpartum support international hotline, one eight hundred nine four 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 seven seven three. One more toast for Caleb and Caleb. Caleb and, and Caleb. And that's one more for you, Mister Kessa Lee. You are an awesome mom. You Thank rock. You. Thank you. Good night, y'all.